This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Six. Welcome to another episode of the 643 Podcast with me, your host, Dylan Short, brought to you by 680 The Fan and the Dickey Broadcasting Corporation. So, some big news yesterday, ranging from an old hero signing elsewhere to the Braves not sitting on their laurels after the Matt Olson sign and trade. Uh, Alex Anthopoulos continuing to do more and more and more. A little bit later in the show, we'll take a look at our prospect in the Farm to Table segment. This week is going to be one that I'm sure everybody's been waiting for. But let's get started with the big league stuff. So, after trading for Olsen, signing him to that mega extension immediately after the fact, Alex did not sit on his laurels. He added Colin McHugh, who is a really, really good addition, a fantastic relief pitcher. One of the best right-handed relief pitchers you could have gotten on the market. Uh, former starter, where he was actually pretty good there, too. Had a little bit of trouble staying healthy. Um, so he is a reliever now, and he has been since 2018-ish, I believe. Um, but one of the absolute best right-handed relievers there around. If you want to have some fun, go check out his stat cast page. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, there's a lot of interesting things that the Braves could do with McHugh because Soroka, if you get anything from Soroka this year, then then just count that as a blessing. Um, and McHugh's not a guy that's going to consistently give you six, seven innings or anything like that. But he's a guy that the Rays utilized as an opener a number of times. And while I don't know if Brian Snicker's ever going to truly embrace the opener concept, the Braves do have a lot of young arms that can give you three to four really good innings right now, but who maybe aren't ready to give you six or seven good innings. Um, and that's somewhere where Colin McHugh could come into play. Unless they're already envisioning him as being like a setup guy or an eventual closer or whatever. I actually, I think that you've got a lot you could do with Colin McHugh and pairing him up with one of these young guys in order to give you seven, about six or seven innings uh, of dominant baseball without it having to come from one of the young guys and relying on them to have it all sorted out. I think ultimately the Braves would like to sign one more starting pitcher, but you tell me that you can pair Colin McHugh and, and Waskar Anoa, for example, up. Waskar, by the way, Waskar is the guy. Waskar deserves a spot in this rotation. I know there's always people that keep bumping Waskar out of the rotation for some reason. I don't understand why. Uh, oh, he's a reliever. Uh, really, he's been the best of all of the young arms. He has been the best starting pitcher of the bunch uh, out of between him and Tucker Davidson and Kyle Muller and Kyle Wright and everybody else. Waskar has been far better 
as a starter. So it doesn't make any sense to me to just automatically be like, oh, well, you know, he's a reliever. Uh, I think you should probably wait to see how he performs. Well, he didn't do so great after after he broke his hand last year. Yeah, I know. Um, he still finished far better than all of the other young pitchers. So it would seem to be kind of stupid to take the guy that was the best of your young picture, pitchers, the most promising one of them, and relegate him to the bullpen because just because when he was in the prospect farm system, he wasn't ranked as highly or because you people assumed he was going to be a reliever anyway. That's one of those things where you got to get off your where you got to get off your your preconception and just kind of take a look at how things have turned out because. Uh, there, there's no, there's no way you can look at how all of these guys, and I'm talking about Tukey, Waskar, uh, Tucker, Kyle, and Muller, uh, Muller and Wright. Uh, there's no way you can look, even Strider. There's no way you can look at these guys, look at what they've done, and think that Waskar is the guy that has shown that he can't be a starter. That that's that's just not, that's not very well thought out, uh, and I don't think the Braves have that same opinion. So. Um, if you are worried about Waskar going six or seven innings, you pair up Colin McHugh with Waskar Noah, and that's an excellent, excellent day. Now, I don't know if that's going to be their plan. Snicker before has kind of said he's not really a fan of doing that. Uh, you could start Colin McHugh on bullpen days if you plan to have uh, a four, a, really, in effect, a four-man rotation with one day being a bullpen day. Colin McHugh would be the guy that you'd pick to lead that off. Uh, you could... I, I do still think the Braves would like to add one more starter. As it is now, you're kind of relying on two of the really young guys. Not that they can't do it, and it's about time for, for the young guys to take it up. Uh, so you you figure somebody between, or you figure some two between Waskar, Kyle Muller, Kyle Wright, Tucker Davidson, Tukey Toussaint, Bryce Elder, Spencer Strider, even Freddie Tarnock, who's on the 40-man. Uh, you would figure two of these guys should be able to to kind of grab that spot. But this is not a Braves team that's in our rebuild mode or looking to to develop these young guys at the big league level right now. This is a team that's looking to win. So you gotta you gotta have the best players possible to do that. I don't think the Braves are done uh, as far as searching for upgrades. I do think free agency wise they're done though. Zach Granke I thought was a guy that there was a real shot at him uh, coming to Atlanta to be that fourth or fifth starter, but uh, he returned to Kansas City. That leaves the starting market pretty bare. I believe Johnny Cueto might still be out there. Uh, Michael Pineda. Pineda. Pineda's a guy that can't stay healthy. He's a big-bodied guy. Um, but he's, he's not a guy you can trust to stay healthy at all. Now, with the glut of starting pitching for the Braves, Maybe you can you can take a risk on one of these guys that's been injured fairly regularly because if he only gives you you know 130 innings before he gets hurt, that's not that big of a deal. Uh, you have plenty of guys that could that could absorb that. Um, it was the same thought when Carlos Rodon was still a free agent. Carlos Rodon's a guy that tends to be injured a lot, but with this Braves rotation in particular, and the way that the Braves have all of these starting pitchers that are relatively close to the exact same level. It was an area that I thought that could work out fairly well, but it didn't work out for the Braves with, uh, with Rodon, who got himself a really nice contract with the Giants. But I think that the trade market might be the area where if you see starting pitcher addressed, I think it would probably be through the trade market. Uh, and even then, I wouldn't go. I don't think it would be all out. Alex is not a guy that loves to give up a ton of prospects. You've already given up uh, two of your top five to go and get Matt Olson. 
Maybe they revisit for Frankie Montas. That's who I'd like to see. Um, but I don't think Alex wants to trade that many pieces away in one offseason. I think that if he was likely to get Frankie Montas, he would have added him in with Matt Olson. Uh, so you start looking around at who are some of the guys that could be sneaky good ads or, or who could who could work out well for, for what the Braves are looking for, which is more along the lines of a fourth or fifth starter, somebody who can be kind of a, a, a veteran on the staff. And I don't even think necessarily you need to go out and add another veteran. Uh, at this point in time, Max is a veteran. This is Max's fourth or fifth season now. Uh, Ian is going into his third season. He's an established pitcher now. Um, you still have the two other young guys, but but the rotation is not nearly as green as it's been in years past. So I don't necessarily think that that you have to go that route. Uh, and Alex may prefer to, to let some of these younger guys grab hold of that role. They've got the talent for it. I think ideally he'd like to have people battling for the fifth spot, but when you have this many starters on the 40 man, this many that are on the same age, the same time frame, that have been up in the majors for about the same amount of time, you do have to start letting these guys win battles or, or at least battling to, to, to see. Um, maybe maybe you hold a battle in spring training and you use some of the losers of that battle either in the bullpen or to go and get you kind of a mid-range, mid-tier type starter. Um, uh, the Reds... Tyler Malley and Luis Castillo were two guys that everybody's been looking for, but they've kind of come out and said that they're not dealing those guys right now. The Rockies are the dumbest organization in all professional sports and just gave uh, just gave Chris Bryant a, a, a deal, like a 7 and 182, which is the one of the dumbest deals I've ever heard of. Um, so you can go ahead and scratch off them trading Herman Marquez. That's not going to happen. Uh, I don't really, I mean, maybe Sean Manaya. again, I thought if you were going to get another starter from Oakland, you would have paired them up with Matt Olson while you were making that trade. Uh, I just, I don't see that happening. Maybe they go out and they spend a little bit more on, uh, somebody and, and go get a David Price who's owed a lot of money. Um, but the Braves could probably use him more than the Dodgers could or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think you could probably see another starter, but I, I'm not. I haven't really figured out who I think that that for real target will be. Um, maybe they go to Minnesota and see if Minnesota wants to trade Kenta Maeda. That's one that I liked a few years back. That's one that I could see it happening, but I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I don't want to keep speculating on that. I don't really have any anything up my sleeve as far as that goes. We'll see how that goes. Um, but speaking of how things go, Freddie Watch is finally over. He signs with the Dodgers for six years, 162 million. Yes, the Braves could have beat that offer. Um, I don't like seeing him in Dodger blue. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I wish he'd gone to pretty much anybody else but the Dodgers or the Yankees. Those were the two teams that I didn't want to see him go to. Uh, but I don't, I'm don't. i not upset at how everything worked out. It worked out better for the Braves this way. I feel bad for Freddie. Um, by all accounts, it appears that Freddie, Freddie's agent, Freddie's agent looks like maybe kind of screwed him a little bit. Um, it appears, at least to, to many, that Freddie never wanted to leave Atlanta, that he just assumed that he would be back, uh, and that that was his preference all along, and that he never really considered the thought that he would have to go play somewhere else. So when the Braves traded for Matt Olson, uh, it kind of took Freddie and his agent by surprise, and they had to, to figure out where else he would want to play really quickly, uh, and it kind of erased any bit of leverage that he had going on. So he, he gets his six-year deal finally, which is really what he was looking for. He gets about the same AAV, is Bryce Harper 
less than the thirty million that that I had assumed he would go for, that most people assumed he would go for. Uh, so best of, sincerely, best of luck to Freddie. I hate it's with the Dodgers, but or Freddie, you know, he's he's one of the all time great Atlanta Braves. Uh, I believe he deserves his number retired, and I I would do it the first game back. I know there's going to be a lot of hard feelings for some people now that he's with LA. I don't hold that because I don't I'm, I don't have a little brother complex. Uh, we already beat the Dodgers. That's so that's that. It's not like they're the team that keeps getting that keeps us from getting anything good. Now we we can beat them, and we beat them before. So I'm not uh, I'm not particularly upset about it. I just don't like the Dodgers. I don't like teams that just sign a million people at whatever money and i don't know i don't I don't like teams like the dodgers and yankees that can buy their way towards the best players in the league without having to do much and it bothers me more with the dodgers because they can do that and they have like the best farm system in baseball but uh freddie got the best deal that he could get it is going to be it's going to be rough seeing him in a dodger uniform but i'm very happy with how this has turned out for the braves and speaking of how it's turned out for the braves Al- this morning in the atlanta airport no one's missing a meal on mac wilburn's watch With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Alex then went out and added Alex Dickerson, who we've talked about on this show before. Uh, is a guy that's a, a very good fourth fourth outfielder bench piece. A uh, guy that if you dig in his numbers a little bit, actually really exciting. Um, has a really, really good bat. Not a great defender. He's not a speed demon or anything, but he's got good power. And he's, he's done very well in limited opportunities in the big leagues. That's a guy that I'm really excited to see. Non-guaranteed contract for like a million dollars. He, he'll be on the bench for sure. Uh, and then bringing back Eddie Rosario, which I thought was really, really a really good move. Uh, Eddie's not going to do what he did in the playoffs. He's not Barry Bonds. He's not going to be able to do that forever. Uh, but Eddie is a guy that fits this team very, very well. He doesn't strike out very much, makes a lot of contact. Uh, he, he hits the ball pretty hard. He showed that he was a better defender than I really thought he was. Um, but he fit this club well, and he'd been saying all along that Atlanta was his first choice to come back. It was such, it was a great ride with him last year, and uh, he can kind of slot in right there at, at left field now. Adam Duvall, as it stands today, Adam Duvall is the uh, center fielder. I think the Braves are comfortable with that. I think if somebody comes out and, and, and takes the center field job, fine. But I think they're perfectly okay with Adam Duvall holding down center field for a season or until Ronald Acuna gets back. Personally, I still think Acuna should stay in right field. I think it's better for Acuna as a whole if he if he's in right field. If he has to take all that time to 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 play center field and all the routes and running he's got to do there, I think it's going to sap his legs a little bit. Um, I think that this would be a time for Drew Waters or Michael Harris to really step up and, and show what they're all about and take that position for themselves. Um, now. I'm just going to burn my segue that I was about to do, but I am going to leave it off at this before we get to our minor league segment. Um, two things. First of all, baseball absolutely should institute a signing period uh, of, you know, say 
uh, a month long for a signing period because the absolute insanity that's been going on has been amazing as a baseball fan. There are signings left, right, and center. They are all over the place, and everybody's getting in on the action. The Royals are signing players. I mean, the the Rockies are making stupid moves. Uh, The Mets are spending (laughs) about the GDP of a small country. Uh, It's absolutely insane how much money is being thrown around so quickly right now uh, as, as we've quickly turned into pretty much resolving most of free agency. Almost all of the big name guys are now accounted for. So uh, I love that. I love that that's, that's been one good side of, of what's taken so long to get the CBAs. We did get a nice rush on free agency and I hope that's something we can see in the future. Uh, last thing here, I'm not going to boo Freddie. Uh, that's weak. Uh, Freddie, deserves nothing but your respect as a Braves fan. He, he I mean, if, if you boo Freddie, then that's, I, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to be too mean. People got to feel what they got to feel. They got to do what they got to do. Uh, they got to move on how they got to move on, but that's weak. Uh, Freddie spent, he gave everything he had to this organization for over a decade. He won an MVP. He won a world series. He stuck through the rebuild. Uh, booing Freddie's very, very weak. And that's not something that I'm down with. That's not something I'm going to do. Uh, it just didn't work out. That's just kind of how things go sometimes. So um, be an adult, you know, be upset if he's with the Dodgers all you need to. But um, I, I would I would at least recommend that you don't boo uh, one of the, I would say top, I would say probably top, top 10, maybe top five best players in Atlanta history. Uh, I think that's very weak. And I think that looks poorly on you, not on Freddie or on anybody else. So. Um, I'll, I'll be cheering Freddie. I, I hate the Dodgers, but I'll be cheering Freddie his first day back because Freddie Freeman has earned it. Uh, I'm very happy with how things have turned out right now with Matt Olson and Eddie Rosario uh, and Alex Dickerson and Colin McHugh. I'm very happy with this offseason. I'm not going to be uh, I'm not going to be holding a grudge to Freddie or anything like that. It just didn't work out the way that we had envisioned it. Um, I'm ready to I'm ready to see this team in action. I think this is going to be an incredible team. I think this is a better team right now than they were a season ago when they won it all. So I'm expecting big, big things from this lineup. As for the rest of free agency, I'm really not expecting much. That doesn't mean it can't happen. I'm usually not expecting much when Alex goes and does something crazy. Um, But if I had to hang a hat on it, you might attack some, maybe some bench pieces. But now the 40-man roster is full. So you got to be a little bit careful in how you do so. Um, Maybe you go out and explore a trade for another starter. Probably not a big-name starter, but... Um, somebody that can give you reliable innings, uh, maybe a Tyler Alexander from Detroit. That's one that I'd keep an eye on. He's fairly young. Um, not, not an amazing pitcher, but, but pretty decent. He, he fit in at the back end of a rotation pretty well. Um, I don't really have a ton more. I'd have to really sit down and really parse it out, which I don't have time to do today. But I I think if you're going to, if you're going to see Alex do anything else, it would probably be one mid range mid-tier starting pitcher uh but it is thursday which means it's time for our farm to table segment and today we're going to talk about uh the prospect that everybody in braves country is most excited about and that is michael harris the second michael harris is about to be the number one prospect in the system uh once they trade it down he was going to be number one anyway but once they traded away shay langeliers and christian pache it just kind of assured that he was going to be number one uh, he's a guy that has a lot of traits that people are really, really excited about. If you follow Garav Vidak on Twitter, Michael Harris is kind of his guy. Uh, he talks about Michael Harris a lot. 
And there's a reason why. He's a, he's a very exciting prospect that kind of popped up out of nowhere. He was drafted in the third round. Um, and it, it, similar to Austin Riley, actually, where everybody viewed him as a pitcher. And then he, I, the, I can't get the story straight of whether the Braves just asked him to go shag some balls and they saw the athleticism or if he asked if he could show out his, his uh, outfield abilities and just blew the Braves away. But once he worked out for the Braves, they knew immediately that they, they valued him as a, as a position player more than a pitcher, exactly like what happened with Austin Riley. He's just got this kind of air about him. Uh, he, he's got this kind of aura that just projects a fantastic ball player and a guy that, that just has way more to come. Uh, I'm not, I've said this before when I was talking about Drew Waters, that I'm not ready to crown him the greatest prospect on earth yet. Uh, I think that there's a lot of tools in that toolbox that could result in him being just an, a, an incredible, crazy good prospect. Um, I'd like to see them actually put together on the field and not be promised, but be actually shown before I, I give him that crown. Um, but there's no doubt that the Braves front office sees him in that type of light. The Braves front office is over the moon about him. And that says a lot. Um, that, that actually says more than anything I could say. The Braves front office thinks Michael Harris has a has superstar ability. Uh, I've been I've heard from ranges of, of, of really good players. I've even heard Jason Hayward type ability, which when Jason Hayward was a prospect, he was an other world prospect. Um, and he hasn't really shown any weaknesses to his game. And I think that's something that's really important. I think if you have a good basis and everyone, you don't really have one weakness at all, then it's a good sign for you because it means that you, you generally have an easier path toward developing the other traits that make that turn you from being good into a potential superstar. Uh, he doesn't have a, a super high K rate. He's got good speed. He's got good power. Uh, he's got a good eye at the plate, a good fielder, a good arm. I wouldn't say that he's got plus tools everywhere, uh, but he certainly projects to have them in the future, which is kind of what you have to look at with prospects. Sometimes it's a very long game and the, the range of outcomes can be kind of high. But he projects to above average power. He projects to be above average speed, above average uh, arm, and above average uh, defense as a whole. He he looks to me. I wouldn't say that he's a true five tool type of guy, but he does look to me to be at least a four tool type of guy. Um, personally, I think he's a corner outfielder. I think he's going to outgrow center field. Quite frankly, I think he's just going to keep getting bigger, and I think he's a guy that's going to be your left fielder, or your right fielder of the future, left fielder of the future. Um, but the Braves are going to leave him in center field for as long as humanly possible. A lot of people also think a lot of people do think that he is the future center fielder of the staff. Maybe um, what he really has is this really rare ability to adjust and make improvements mid at bat uh, and even mid swing in some cases. Um, one of the one of the videos that really had people just take off on him uh, and start to really rank him really high and start wondering just how great he could be was uh, a clip that they saw from him in the middle of an at-bat, got fooled on an off-speed pitch, and while the pitch was coming in, adjusted in the middle of that swing in order to foul it off and stay alive, uh, and then believe he ripped a double off of the next one he saw, which is, it, it sounds easy, oh, you make an adjustment, whatever. It in, in theory, it's very easy. In practice, it is very not easy. It is very difficult to do that, especially in the middle of an at-bat. That's usually an adjustment that you make 
after the game in practice and the cage, things like that. It's not one that you see made very often in, in the hectic scrum of a game. It points to an ability to kind of slow the game down far beyond his years. Uh, and that's a that's a very good sign. That's one of the big reasons I think the Braves front office and their development staff is so over the moon about him. Uh, and that's a good thing because this is a big year for him. Now that Christian Pache is gone, uh, it's just him and Drew Waters for who are who who could be the best prospect. And he's got a leg up on Drew right now because Drew, as we've talked about, is kind of viewed as as if he's trending downward, whereas Michael Harris is all in the ascent. So. We'll see what Michael Harris can do this year. I'm sure we'll see him in camp. He's had some good signs so far. I'm sure we'll see him plenty in spring training as well. And uh, I expect big things from Michael Harris. I need to see more before I put him above, you know, your Drew Waters uh, as, as at comparable ages. Drew is at much higher levels and performing much better. So I don't want to just write off Drew. It wouldn't be fair to Drew to be like, hey, I know how your performance was, but I'm just going to throw this guy ahead of you. But I will say it like this. I would not be shocked if Michael Harris has a true breakout and we look at the midseason top 100 prospect updates and Michael Harris finds himself high, high up in the top 100, maybe maybe in, in the top 40 or even the top 50, top 40 area. Uh, that's the type of talent that he's viewed as having. And I think you're going to see him start in double A. I think you'll see him get to triple A. He could... Uh, he could really start to set him apart this off this season. And uh, I'm very, very excited about it. Hopefully you guys are excited about that too. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode as it stands. I got to go get ready to go to the other job. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We will be back again on Tuesday with episode number nine, right here on the 643 podcast. <laughs> That's all, folks. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.